Hello everybody, you're listening to Animal Wisdom Stories and I'm your host Miriam Teal Alberts. On this show today we have a lovely guest, Sabina, or she's also known as Sabina Nanda um, from California. And Sabina Nanda is many things. She's a beautiful singer-songwriter, she's a healer, Reiki master, animal communicator or channeler for animal wisdom messages or messages. Um, she does spiritual counseling and healings. She uh, leads retreats, meditations, and, um, and she has a beautiful herd of uh, five horses, the uh, herd of light. And I hope I haven't forgotten anything. Sabina, welcome. <laughs> Welcome on the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you so much. It's such an honor and a joy to spend time with you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is a little bit about your project or what you're doing. You are having uh, two groups on Facebook. One is a public one where people can drop in and have a look what you're doing. And it's called Co-Creating the New Earth with Our Animal Partners, where you channel messages from animals and to help people transform. That's right. That's right. Yes. There are over 1,400 people in the group now. And wow. um, it's been a little bit over a year since we started. And um, it's a very powerful um, group of beings who are all drawn together out of love love for the animal kingdom yeah that is so beautiful and so you actually you channeling these messages to help people um become more conscious or become more awake or transform yes. isn't yes. it yes and so the co-creating the new earth group isn't really just my channelings I want to bring everybody in who is co-creating. Okay. So it's actually, I bring in as many and I, and I invite as many people to share. Um, so that group is really oftentimes even just a photo of a miraculous animal being that kind of exudes that vibration of awe. Um, and then, and then people coming together and bridging through that. So Yes, once in every week, I will share some of the messages that that we have um, dived into in the Animal Assisted Awakening Group, which is a weekly gathering that happens via Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, but in the co-creating group, it is really about bringing people together and weaving, weaving light, weaving these um, threads of awakening. And as you said. Um, the intention of why I, I'm sharing these messages is really guided um, by my herd, which we will talk about um, how they came mysteriously into my life. Yeah. And it is with the intention of um, remembering, a true remembering of who we are, because the animals have no sense of forgetting who they are. And we seem to get a little bit lost as we run around in circles. So they are jolting us awake through these messages, so to speak. 
I, you know, I'm, I'm really a firm believer in this and I have experienced this in, in my own animal um, communication and channeling of messages. Um, this is something for me, you know, I started being an animal communicator and this kind of, you know, after asking people's pets what they liked, whether they liked the carrots better or the apples, I realized that the animals are actually, there is so much more and there's so much more wisdom um, to be heard from us and that they want, they, you know, the animals want to help us and the animals. And I love that you, um, you're calling the group co-creating. For me, that goes into this direction of manifesting. And I believe that the animals can help us manifest the life that we would like to lead. Um, by them channeling messages from the divine, by them supporting us, by, you know, helping us transform. So, um, yeah, so is this also an aspect that you're kind of looking at or including the manifesting of a life of your true self? Is that kind of <laughs> So it's really about getting out of the way. Right. You know, right. and allowing the flow of the highest yeah. to create itself. And that's really, um, I would say, the path of surrender. Yeah. And if you want to call that manifesting, you can. There's so many levels of manifesting. We can manifest from different vibrations and facets of our being. We can manifest from fragmented self. We can manifest from distorted self. We can manifest from passionate desires mm -hmm. that are for ourselves. We can also manifest from um, getting out of the way, which actually serves everybody. I really like, I really like what you just said about um, the surrender and um, letting things happen, letting things yeah. unfold. Yeah. And this yeah. is something where um, we go back just being yes not just but being yes 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 and and strengthening the vibration of beingness itself and then allowing that to create oh. yes and i really like that it sort of takes us away from ourselves um, yeah. because a lot of times, you know, and with manifesting or creating something, um, sometimes our ego can get very involved in that. Process. Oftentimes. Yeah. And oftentimes. And this isn't just taking us away from ourselves. It's actually taking us deeper into ourselves. So right. it's both. It's both. Right. It's both. Um, that's the paradox. It's taking us away from our the small narrowness, right, right? Of who we believe we are and taking us deeper into the vastness of who we are. Yeah. Because we're not distracted by what our ego or what this sort of yes. super, superficial um, yeah, layer wants. Yes. And I think sometimes, you know, with the manifesting or the creating um, your life, how you wanted it or what you wished for is sometimes the problem is that we don't really know what we 
what we really wish for. We don't know what we want because um, there's so many layers outside holding us together in a way. Yes, and the word want is is fraught with traps. Right. You know, because want is in itself a pitfall. So we have to examine, you know, and the animals are allowing us to examine um, from a place of simplicity, you know. And when we really dive into that place of simplicity, we see that our wants are all really the same. Mm -hmm. So by manifesting um, from a place of unitive, unitive wanting, you know, that is really the shifting of the consciousness, more like nature, more like the animals. And that's, you know, that's what these messages are in training um, us back to. Yeah. So now I would like to know how these beautiful horses um, joined your life or came mm -hmm. into your life. Um, and I suppose these horses started this project or started this process. Mm. How did that happen? Well, the process was started long before the horses, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, I've been a, a spiritual seeker and, and been um, really dedicated to um, dissolving. Um, there's a path called die before you die. And that's a really radical path of um, allowing the ego to be seen, to be held, and to be um, freed mm -hmm. into freed life force that can be used by our essence, by our true self. Um, so I'm on, I've been on that journey um, for my whole life. And by sitting with human spiritual teachers in deep states of meditation and learning about the different states of um, brain waves and the, the way that our realities and what we perceive are affected by um, the actual states of our consciousness, that culminated with meeting horses. And That's so beautiful. having, yeah, yeah, it's a very backdoor kind of path to yeah. um, horses. Um, but I, I was shocked to have horses come into my life I still am I still go out there and say oh my gosh you're so big you're mm -hmm. so amazing you're so mysterious and so we've been um, for the past nine years um, experimenting with a, br a bridging of this spiritual secret path with an embodiment a full embodiment that the horses are are bringing about um, how did they come into my life? I was in a two-year program with a, uh, a Sufi um, master. He's, he's the grandson of Hazrat and Nayak Khan, who is a, a Sufi master, mm -hmm. um, who came in the 20s to, to share un the unitive message of all religions and all paths. And I was studying with his grandson. Um, and going to um, New York every month to sit mm -hmm. in a very powerful um, studying meditation and contemplation and realization course. And um, we thought, my partner and I thought that as caregivers of these 
beautiful infants. We were, we were going to have to move from this um, place in Northern California where we're supported by all different expansive, um, supportive uh, spiritual teachers to a rural spot in the US, which would have been <clears throat> more of an isolated, narrow consciousness um, type of uh, collective. Mm-hmm. And my partner said, well, if we have to move to care for these young, these young souls that we're shepherding, these babies, mm-hmm. um, the only way I can do that is if we get horses. Yeah. And, and I thought that was just out of left field. But the desire was so strong. And like you said, you know, manifesting from desires, we have to look really closely. What are we desiring? Hmm. and and i had to examine you know this my soulmate's desire to get a horse because she said that would be our touchstone for expanding consciousness if we were to move into an area that didn't have a lot of support for that so i had to look at that and i um I was in the midst of these studies and I thought, well, let me just open up one of these many volumes of Hazrat Anayat Khan's teachings, which are all about, you know, the evolution of the soul and the spheres of of light and and, um, becoming a true human being. And, And let's see if there's any guidance that I can get, you know, just looking up these, these thick books at random opening with the question, a horse? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? And I opened up at random, we opened up at random, my partner and I, Alani, to a parable about um, a young boy who was the groom of horses in these very busy stables. And he spoke of this wise man coming and telling him you no longer have to be the groom for these horses for you shall be the the trainer for the wealthy mm-hmm. and i thought okay i have no idea exactly what that means but obviously the answer is yes because um to to come across even a reference of a horse you know all those thousands of pages is is rare and then to come across a parable, a parable that's so uh, direct, you know, is, is a yes. So we said yes. And these horses, um, I had never been around horses. I had never really, um, I didn't know anything about them. Um, and three of them came because they were a herd and we didn't want to separate them. And um, they were horses, one horse that Alani had connected with her eyes and this is the horse Yoshi who is our head mare and she brought the other two with her and um, she was trained but the others were not so they were young they were two and three Mm -hmm. and she was five so they they took us on this incredible journey of um, horse training and of consciousness training and the melding of the two so here we are nine years later, um, having heard a very clear message from Yoshi that said, I want, I want to be of service to humanity. I want, 
the herd and you and us to be of service. And I said, how? And this has now been evolving. I think this is so beautiful. And I believe that horses, when we're ready, we open our hearts, they move into our, our lives. And sometimes, um, you know, this happened to me as well. I, um, I was riding when I was a little girl, but um, my parents didn't buy me a horse or a pony. And uh, I forgot about this dream for a long time. And then when I was ready, I suppose, I said, now I want to have a horse. Now I invite a horse into my life. And it was so quick. I think from making, making that decision or taking that decision until I found my sole animal horse was maybe wow. two months or something like that. Wow. And he was not trained, Golden Arrow. And he was a little bit, they had started training him, but um, and I'm not a horse trainer. You know, I, people... And I was given this horse for free because the, the girl didn't want to keep him. And she wanted to kind of find a new home for him very quickly. And the thing is that they kind of um, take you on this journey. And people might have said, they, they didn't, only one person said it to my face. Oh my God, what are you doing? You know, But I have to say that I have learned so much through this. So it is a blessing, I think, when horses or animals come into your life oh, and yes. share their life with you. So oh my uh, goodness. Yes. <laughs> yes. And they and they really participate, don't they, in that drawing, that magnetic drawing that um, you know, it's it's much easier to say yes to. It takes so much to resist because the draw is so strong. You know what, I've, and this is what you talk about, the entrainment, isn't it? Where um, the animals sort of lead this flow or they, this is how I understood it, that they yeah. kind of um, guide you into this flow. Is, is that how you see it or? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I see it that way. As a matter of fact, could I share a message? Yeah. Please, because there is a message that's that speaks exactly of what you just said. Yeah, of um, flow. So um, this is a message because in our animal assisted awakening um, gatherings, many animals come forth, and there's a theme that we have for each month. And this was the month that we we focused on entrainment. And entrainment, um, many of the animals, all of the animals are working with us through entrainment. So they really want us to understand what this is because this is their primary form of communication. And here's what geese, the geese said. They said, entrain to flow. Everything, when set free, from the mind's interpretation is revealed to be flow, not solid, nor static, nor unchanging. Have you noticed 
your own inner migration over time from soul to ego back to soul that flow is directed by the current of the divine wind upon your soul's sail the divine wind upon your soul's sail and trained to a deep faith and trained to a deep faith in the perfection of the inherent migration of all back home. That is so beautiful. That very, is so very powerful. Beautiful. Yes. So powerful. But yes, every so word is, is beauty. I, I agree. Yes. I think it's, it's amazing that animals want to communicate on that level with us. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's so humbling. <laughs> it's so humbling and I have nothing to do with this you know so I look at it just like you do like a fresh message it is so humbling the majesty the refinement of that energy that comes through from, from, from the geese that's what we feel when we look up at them as they're migrating right. we feel that yeah yeah how do you think this actually happens that the animals help us transform? I know, I mean, you know, and I know we've seen this happening in our own lives and you have probably seen it in other people's lives as well. Yes, you too. Yeah, but sometimes I wonder what happens. And I, I, you talk about, about the energy that pulls us on this flow. How does this happen? In, in your yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes many different angles you know I right. think that the the animals come come in so many different angles you know because there's so many different vibrations that but it happens through entrainment so let's talk about that a little bit because that is something a little bit solid and we I know that our minds do like to have something to chew on you know right. so entrainment okay Entrainment is, I'm going to just give a simple explanation of, um, because it's been studied. Mm -hmm. So you have a room, let's say, of these, all these beautiful grandfather clocks with mm -hmm. these old pendulums, okay? And you place them in a room and they're all in their wooden cabinets and they're all swinging at their own separate rhythm, own separate rhythm, swinging, keeping time. But at different rhythms, these pendulums are swinging. After a while, the pendulums all begin to swim, swing in rhythm to themselves, to each other. One rhythm. So that's a very simple entrainment um, example. Now, when we enter into the space, let's take a horse, for example, because mm -hmm. they are such a huge form. Okay, they're bigger than a grandfather clock. <laughs> right. And we feel our, our bodies might feel very small standing next to them. And if we simply start to breathe with them, we'll notice that our own breathing over time, depending on how much tension is in our own bodies and how much receptivity is is open 
But over time, our breathing will begin to slow. And our heart rates also begin to slow. Now, conversely, let's talk about when we meet a horse and we have fear in our bodies. The horse entrains to the fear. The horse, the fear becomes the dominant vibration. So we are really looking at what the dominant vibration in a certain energy field is. A horse can entrain to the fear that's in our own body when it's fully charged, because that can become the dominant vibration. So a horse can spook out of nothing because of our own vibrational field. So that's another entrainment to dogs when they meet us, for example. If we have fear, how do, what does that create in a dog? It can create aggression, mm. it can create byproducts. So those are the vibrations that begin creating. So this is all about entrainment and, and entrainment is really the flow. It's been studied in liquids. It's mm -hmm. the flow of liquids entraining into the dominant, densest, dominant liquid. Mm -hmm. So vibrations do the same and we're always in training. I mean, you and I right now are, as we began speaking, we went Very into much. this beautiful field that we just can feel. Yeah. And then that we begin to entrain and that's the animals coming in and the work that you do and your own spirit. So every day we are in training. We entrain to music. You know, different music will give us different vibrational entrainment. We entrain to the collective fields. We entrain to stress. We entrain to relaxation. So one of the ways that animals bring entrainment, the first is through relaxation. Mm -hmm. They allow us to soften, you know, to soften and to melt our hearts into their, their presence. And then when our hearts begin to soften and melt, this full entrainment can actually, you know, alchemically occur. So this is, I heard this, you know, before that um, animals actually work on us energetically. So while, you know, when we're with them. So this is, this is another explanation, a more, um, physical or you know energetic I don't know yeah, how to, sure. to explain this but explanation sure. isn't it to um, to explain what happens in that interaction in that being together yes and yes yes and there are many mystical aspects to this as well very many you know very many but this is um, an alchemical process where, mm -hmm. where things that um, are not aligned, you know, with our, it, it really depends our, on our intention as well, you know, and what we're bringing. So if we're bringing um, an intention of, of, of healing into the space, then that's what begins to align um, through entrainment. So yes, we are participating in this. It's it's um, it's a it's a free will choice. It really and truly is if we know what we're choosing. Mm 
you know, again, we need to have the awareness of what, what are we choosing? What are we in training to? And what is our intention? And so in this gatherings, it's probably also raising the frequency of the energy of the, of the people. Is that oh, goodness. Yes. Well, right. the, it's a very special bunch of people that are drawn to do this work. You see, right. so the energy is already at a certain level of, of, of frequency. But yes, when we call in, we call in the animal kingdom and mm -hmm. we create an alchemical field and then we directly experience the messages and then we intentionally ripple them out to the whole, to the whole, you know, as an offering. So yes, there is an, an incredible circulation um, and an amplification of frequency. Um, yes. You know, I looked at uh, your next um, free online um, yes. Know, every every first Sunday, isn't, isn't it? That's in, correct. In the, the first Sunday of the month is, is open to all. And um, it begins the new topic for the month. Yes. And people can find it on your Facebook page, right? That's the, right. Uh, yes. Yeah, the event on the co-creating the new earth with our animal partners. And yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, everyone's invited. And um, so, and then what do you do? You, you have to sign up or there's a, there's a Zoom link or how do you do it? It's just a Zoom link right. and you can just show up. It's wonderful if you let me know you're coming, but you don't have to. Um, you can click going or interested and share it with resonant friends and make a really sacred um, hour out of your Sunday or Monday, depending on where you are in the world, because we have people from all over the world joining in. Um, for some, it's Monday <laughs> in Australia, um, for example, but yes. And it's at one o'clock Pacific time. That's correct, Pacific time, yes. 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's good, yes, okay. That's right, 1 p.m. So yeah, I'm, I think it looks amazing and I will, um, I will join you guys. Oh uh, my goodness. Next, next, it's next weekend, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. And we better get ready to have our vibration just blown through the cosmos by you being there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to I that. I am too. Oh, my. Yes. Yes, we open it up to dialogue, too. So there's a beautiful portion um, of, oh, just having space held and, and things held in, in an amplified light. So um, what does this new earth look like that you are kind of called to co-create um, with this beautiful group and offering? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's really beyond words. Mm -hmm. it, it, we could point, we mm -hmm. could point to it. Um, but there was a message that came through from Dove and Dove points to what peace is. Mm -hmm. And Dove says that peace is not just the absence of conflict, but peace is the absence of ownership. Mm -hmm. And so when we begin to feel into what that means, I think that's starting to open up what this new earth feels like yeah the absence of ownership there's this incredible 
joy and freedom in that. There's an incredible synergy and harmonization between all beings. The song that we sing all together is a different one. It's harmonious and filled with um, a powerful strength of love. I can feel it actually. I can yeah, feel I can feel it, it too with you. <laughs> it's very. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's here. It's here. Yeah, it's 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 like very calm. It's very mm -hmm. peaceful. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I don't have to do anything. Yeah, just being in this in this lovely kind of sunny, like like you you sitting in the sun, ah. just being warm yes. and yes, yes, yes. The sun, the sun, the sun is a perfect example here you know if we're if we're sitting in the rays of the sun mm -hmm. and we're becoming lit and we're remembering the light that we are also circulating we're receiving and giving as one flow and there's nothing there's nothing um to do per se because being is the doing they're not separate this is something I, I like very much, um, the sort of moving into being instead of doing. And this is something that I find it's very difficult in our society, um, but it's so important. Yes, yes. I think we're yeah. at the phase, Miriam, where we need to focus on being mm -hmm. and, and strengthen the remembrance of what that is. And then there'll be the integration. And the two won't look that separate because right. now we have it so polarized in right. our collective that being is so separate from doing. And if we're being, we're not doing and doing is separate from being. They're actually one in the same, but what we have removed ourselves in our doing because it's become so conditioned and compulsive. Mm -hmm. um, the momentum is out of rhythm with nature. It's starting to come back. Mm -hmm. um, and once it comes back and becomes more in rhythm with nature, being and doing will be indifferentiated. They will be undivided. Is this something that you um, make sure that you, you have that in your life, you know, like following the nature, being with nature, living with nature <laughs> i have a very <laughs> creative atypical life um absolutely the herd uh, when we got them um really called that forth um we were boarding them because we were living at the time in a yoga community mm -hmm. on five acres um in silicon valley actually a little oasis tucked away uh yoga community mm -hmm. um and there wasn't room for the horses so we boarded them and that felt very painful for my heart um to say to visit them um and not live with them because they were my family now so we gave notice mm -hmm. knowing that a place would show up bought an RV or a motorhome or a caravan, whatever you call it, and um, found some land to rent um, in a rural part of California. 
um, and began to live with the herd so we could fully entrain. <laughs> um, and yes, um, one of the most beautiful parts of my flow is sitting out with the herd doing nothing, but in that doing nothing, I feel I'm doing everything. It's, it's so beautiful. You know what? I had that experience when I was living in Denmark because I was living with the horses. Ah. And, um, now I'm in Germany. I'm, I'm close to Berlin. And my horse is actually at a very nice boarding facility. Um, but it feels a little bit different. And I'm looking forward to one day um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. living with my horse again. You know, yes. We have the cats and the dog in the house, but yeah. the horse is missing. Right, right. And, you know, that time... Well, it's perfect, right? It'll, it'll show up in, in its, its perfect time. And in the meantime, because when I'm at, you know, I am a caregiver um, by day and um, for part of my day. And when I'm away from the horses, what they are showing me, you know, because my heart often feels a homesickness, you know, for them. Um, but what they teach me is that, okay, they know how to connect without right. any separation right. um, so that illusion can dissolve as well so that's strengthened in our what appears to be distance you know um, and yes living with them and coming back into a place where they're the proximity you know while they're in their bodies you know the proximity is available is a blessing too and I find that that energy, having that energy so close to you, um, yeah, does something. It sort of maybe that's entrainment pulls yeah. you that sort of yeah. um, that very nice. You know, it feels nice yeah. that that frequency, that energy. Yeah. I don't know what it does, or you know, it's a. Um, I know that there's studies that you know, it helps you heal and it, it lowers your blood pressure when you're close to, to horses. Um, yes, yes. They are now measuring. They're beginning right. to measure a state called coherence. Right. You know, Linda Kohanoff has talked about this now yeah. publicly, and it is exactly what is happening. There's a state of coherence. And, you know, they have hooked up uh, the brains of meditators um, a long time Buddhist masters and measured their brain waves and the brain waves our brain waves are all really at different frequencies um, they are the patterns are but these brain waves of these longtime meditators all are in a synchronized one frequency and um, horses have that as well with their brain waves and when we sit with them, it brings us into a state of, it's also called coherence. Right. And that's beginning to be measured now, which, right. um, you know, um, also horses are, are instruments of measuring coherence because when we are in that state of coherence, and, and again, Linda speaks of this, and it's been my direct experience over these nine years, 
Right. When I am in a state of coherence, the horses magnetically, you know, I was just teaching a chakra class. Um, we did this wild, wonderful experiment, Mary Miller Jordan and I. Um, she's a, a Mustang whisperer. Mm -hmm. um, she and I taught this um, journey to the chakras, um, equine facilitated, 10-week online immersion. And on the week of the crown center, mm -hmm. um, I was in training to Travis, our eldest, mm -hmm. wisest, amazing being horse. And I was sitting under him and I was going into the crown center. And all of a sudden, his muzzle came lower okay. and lower and lower. And he fell asleep. He fell asleep. His head got heavy on my head, on my crown center, as we were doing the, the meditation on the crown mm -hmm. center. And there was this um, coherence that we were both just going into, this state of the crown center's vibrational resonance. It was just profound. I have it on videotape because it's almost hard to believe you know, that this actually um, can be so palpable <laughs> with a horse falling asleep, but right. not asleep, in a trance, in a right. deep meditative state with the muzzle breathing on the crown center. That's beautiful. Mm. So I was just wondering, would you like to hear because I have a little animal. I was wondering me. when. <laughs> because we've been we've been talking about what you do. Yes, you promised so, me. I know, I know. I have done. Um, I connected with Yoshi, your uh, lead mare. Yes. For an animal wisdom message. Um, Thank you. For today. So what I usually do is I connect to um, the particular animal and ask them what they would like to share. So um, this is what I asked Yoshi. What would you like to share with us today? Yoshi said, when we start living together as partners in this world, we all will experience real love and beauty. Follow your heart and experience deep joy and happiness, which will elevate you into the highest energy frequency. When you're filled with divine energy, you can change the world. Mm. Oh, wow. When you read that, you can feel, you can feel the divine energy that, you're, that she is speaking of. Could you read it again, please? Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, sometimes it's hard to actually um get it all because i think it's like every word it's true something so when we start living together as partners in this world we all will experience real love and beauty follow your heart and experience deep joy and happiness which will elevate you into the highest energy frequency when you're filled with divine energy, you can change the world. Mm. Mm. 
-hmm. Maybe it could also say the world will change. Yes, the world <laughs> will change through you. Yeah. Oh, I'm just breathing it in because um, there's such a frequency. It's like a, um, it feels like a, like a fragrance, mm -hmm. you know. It's like almost like the fragrance of roses. And it has a frequency, these words. And they're not concepts. You know, they are frequencies. And our words are, are simply trying to um, share that frequency. You know, in it, I, I, I talk of it as a language of light, you know, that there's a language of light that, the, that, the, that Yoshi just spoke to you and that you interpreted it through words because that's how we share. Yet we could also feel it as a fragrance, you know, as a vibration. And let it just really waft over, waft over and penetrate every cell. Follow your heart, she said. Follow your heart. What, what is that? You know, we could dive into that. Yeah. It's a direct experience. So. Sometimes I find you're, you're very welcome. And I love bringing the animals, you know, into this conversation and, and really, um, you know, integrate them, have them here with us. And, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, when you were just talking, I was thinking maybe there's even a better way to explain, um, translate this because sometimes I find that words, um, don't capture the whole. That's right. They capture one, one aspect of, of that energy. But what you were describing with the, with the scent and um, I had the picture. So maybe this is, this is a beginning of a searching to <laughs> find yeah. a, you know, yeah. a more inclusive way. Exactly. To, exactly. To ex express that. Exactly. It's so good to explore that because <clears throat> The words um, can trigger old pathways of concept, concept and breaking down concepts. So really, as you say, to invite the animals fully here, you know, as we're speaking. First, that changes, that changes the field in which we're perceiving. And then the ways that we can perceive expands. You know, um, animals perceive through the soles of their feet. What if we tried that? Animals perceive through the center of their foreheads. Mm. What if we tried listening that way? You know, they perceive through the heart, but not owning their own heart as an organ of perception. They perceive through the heart, which is open to the vastness of all hearts. What if we perceive that way? So exploring all these pathways that the animals perceive is a way to directly hear the messages and take them in and become them, become them, become the messages. Yeah. So you're very, I feel, so inspired hearing you say that because that is exactly, I, I feel, where we're headed. 
you know, where we're evolving now is less of letting it flow in just through the words right. as mental concepts, but as an experience. Right. Through your body. Through your body. And, and not only your body, but also your energy body because... Energy body. You're feeling that not just in, in your actual body. I find yeah. you also feeling it in your aura you're feeling it in your yes. energy field so right that's an important distinction yes because feeling it in the subtle body and then understanding that the subtle body is connected to all and then understanding that um, feeling it in the subtle body is feeding it to the whole yeah. right I had to think about this a little bit. I had to let yeah, this drop yeah. in, you know? Yeah, yeah, again, dropping into it because right. it's not a concept. <laughs> no, and it's, it's actually, you know, when you start thinking about or questioning um, yourself, would it, what would it be like to, to perceive the world outside through your soul of your feet or, you know, with just your antennas or energetically, it's sort of, I think it, um, it creates a knot in your brain because it's, it's yeah. sort of, this is not something that we're very used to. So this is like yeah. a new idea, a new, you know, way, concept, way, um, and so it's it's kind of yeah yeah but here's the thing so that not in the brain that is so perfect because it is like the ancient koan it's the same it's the same um purpose when the zen masters would teach humans they would pass on koans which were also riddles cosmic right. okay. riddles Okay. That would make the brain knot up into a knot. And basically, you have to, at that point, surrender. And the mind can become blue sky. This so is, that is a process that is very <laughs> important. So this is beautiful because this is what we talked about at the beginning of our uh, chat about surrender surrendering letting things happening letting things in yeah we're coming to this point again you know yes the not in the brain yeah. the having to let go the having to or wanting to surrender because of the yeah uh, so this is a beautiful you know full circle this is it is I'm you're right you're right yes yes and it's it is how the new earth is created. It's through this birth canal of surrender. It's the yeah. birth canal of giving birth through that surrender. I'm just wondering, would you like to, um, lead, you know, maybe we'll do a little bit of ex experiencing. Um, sure. Maybe a little meditation or something. And I would I love to. <laughs> that is so beautiful. Um, what I usually do is, or what I do every time, is that what we, we sort of close the interview bit now um, okay. and tell people if they're driving or if they're 
in a situation where they shouldn't be meditating, <laughs> such as driving or um, doing something with heavy machines. Um, this is sort of the end of the interview. So the meditation will follow. And please, if you're driving or you're doing something, uh, come back to the meditation if you're, you know, when you're back home and when you're in a calm place. Um, so I would like to thank you for this wonderful and inspiring uh, talk. It sort of, it really inspired me to think about a few things. Um, me I'm too. looking forward to um, joining your Zoom gathering. Um, I want to experience that <laughs> firsthand, what we've been talking about. Um, I want to, first of all, how do people find you? I know there's different, you have different okay. um, places where people can find you on, uh, on the internet. They can find me at my website, which is www.oneherd, as in H-E-R-D, oneherd1heart.com. They can find me on Facebook at Sabina Nanda. And um, they can find me in the co-creating the new earth with the animal partners group there as well. And there are lots of ways that paths are crossed. So I'm sure we will all find <laughs> one another in perfect time. And I believe on Spotify, people can listen to your beautiful music. They can listen <laughs> to my music. Absolutely. And that's all on the website as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would encourage everybody to have a listen, have a look, and uh, sort of uh, see what oh, they thank find, you, you know, thank the inspiration you. and uh, the beautiful music. Um, I would like to thank you. I would like to, to thank Yoshi. I would also like to thank uh, Paul Luftenegger for the music at the beginning of the show. Um, if you haven't heard his music, check his music out as well. It's very beautiful. Yes, it is. So, um, yeah. And I think we're ready for a little okay. All so right. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's, um, let's close our eyes then. <clears throat> or if they're open, just allow them to be soft. Very soft, a soft gaze. And I, I'm going to bring in a message from this great wise teacher disguised as a black Tennessee walking horse. His name is Travis. And his message is going to be our meditation. So we will just allow the words to be heard through the cells of your skin. Let them ride on the breath that's being breathed through you. Opening the soles of the feet, just like an elephant who can hear vibrations for miles and miles. We're feeling the vibration of this message through the soles of our feet and through the inner compass of the heart. So Travis says, 
so much of the human collective is so parched. Therefore, individual vibrations are entrained to that of the starving soul and instead are entrained to a very well-fed ego. So we feel that. Feel the vibration of a well-nourished soul in your own being. What does that feel like? Breathe it in as nourishment. Breathe it out. And then contrast the vibration of that to what it feels like to feed an ego. Feed your own ego. And the insatiable quality of that hungry ghost, the ego, never being able to become full. Travis says there's a deep need for remembering how to nourish the spirit so that entrainment can follow the vibratory field of a well-fed, plump, nourished spirit once again. It gives us an image of this well-fed, plump, joyful spirit. And that vibrational field becoming so strong within us that the whole, the whole can be entrained by that strengthened spirit once again. Travis says, do you know there is unlimited nourishment to entrain to within your subtle heart? Have you ever gone there? and simply rested. So that's what we do now. In this moment, just rest. In the most subtle center of your heart, rest. Take a breath. Travis says, have you ever jumped into the center of your heart as a respite? and training to the currents of light there to be replenished and totally made anew. In this moment, be nourished by your own most subtle heart. Dive in as a respite, just for a breath. And feel replenished and made anew. Travis tells us to breathe into the left subtle chamber of your heart. Breathing into the left subtle chamber of your heart and feel the vibrations of human loss and human love that live there. So all the human love, the experiences of your human heart, allow them to be felt breath by breath, the imprints born of your 
human experiences of joy and pain, of regret, disappointment, all the human collective feelings, not just your own, but they're the, they're the whole collective human experiences that circulates their imprints there and feel into that in this moment with me, says Travis, with me. Feel the vibrations that flow in and out from there and feel the immensity of your human love and its unique vibration, the way you love. How love flows through your humanness. Feel that. Breathing gently. The miracle of this. Now, shift your breath, Travis says, and breathe and dive into the right chamber of your subtle heart. So we dive now into the right subtle center of the heart. You can even bow your head down and breathe. Imagine Travis or a horse being breathing into your subtle right heart center. And notice the angelic and spirit vibration that circulates there. Feel the transpersonal love, unconditional compassion, the spacious, all-encompassing elevation of the spirit, the exaltation, endless mercy, and selfless devotion that lives in the right, angelic, subtle center. Bathe in those vibrations, says Travis, and then bathe some more. So we're really experiencing the facets of our Subtle heart. And then Travis says, <clears throat> dive into the center. There is a very subtle center of your heart. You can even bow your head low and breathe into the subtle center of your heart. There's a secret in that subtle center, a vastness, a bridging of the human and the divine. Diving in to that wellspring and allowing it to nourish by breathing it in and breathing it out through all the subtle centers of your body. <clears throat> 
and allow the nourishment to be a respite, a place of surrender, and a place of deep nourishment. And Travis wants us to entrain back to the depths of our subtle heart. And allow this to become a well-fed circulatory system. An unlimited wellspring of sovereignty, he says, of clear, cognizant love bathe there in these holy waters and then feel the wellspring that bursts forth like a fresh underground spring, nourishing and circulating the vibration of both the left and right chambers of the heart through the pathway that leads directly to the third eye. And train to the subtle flow, the flow from the heart center now up to the third eye. The limitless space you are of the merging of heaven and earth of the intertwining of ego and soul, of the interbeing of mind and heart all within you. Entrained to this pathway of nourishment, fueled by a convergence between form and formlessness, A convergence between the dual and the non-dual, an all-encompassing flow of life that is you and that is all. And be nourished and drink from this well, breath by breath, and training to your well-nourished, holographic spirit of wholeness once again. So we breathe the essence of our very self as Travis leads us back home. And feel how this nourishment is all within. And as it strengthens and overflows, it becomes an offering simply by being. Being who you are and breathing. Your breath becomes an offering. And we send this meditation and this transformation 
out on ripples of the breath. And as the sound fades away, the ripples are still constantly rippling out. And gently, we begin to transition our breath now from this depth of experience, gently back to the senses where fingers and toes are wiggling and feeling your physical surroundings. Gently beginning to let your body move, to hear the sounds around you, to feel the air on your skin, and to open your eyes when you feel ready. Let it be a gentle process at your own rhythm. And thank you for diving so deeply with Travis and Miriam and I. Thank you so much, Sabrina. Thank you, that was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. So, goodbye. <laughs>